Flourish Church podcast, a gospel-centered, multi-ethnic church from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, dedicated to helping you flourish in your faith. For more information about our mission and how you can get involved, please visit www.youflourishchurch.org. Welcome to You Flourish Church. Uh, my name is Kurt. I serve as one of the pastors here at You Flourish Church. Excited uh, that so many of you are here for worship in spite of the frigid temperatures uh, out there. Uh, uh, just, just keep hope alive. It's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> uh, uh, this, this, this past week, we had a, we had a, a neighborhood meeting at, at Bridge Builders. Every month we have a neighborhood meeting. And, um, and I, I, I was reminded of uh, the doping uh, in the neighborhood who had broke into our house and stole our things. And, it, you know, it started out just uh, quite, it started out quite, quite simple. You know, I remember he came out and he helped us uh, put a roof on the, on, on the garage and he really seemed like a nice guy. And next thing you know, uh, our uh, house that I hired him for, he ended up breaking into that house and he took all the siding off the house and I paid him 1500 bucks and he ran off with my money and then next thing you know, we, uh, we catch him on video, um, and uh, at least his truck anyway, still breaking into the garage at Bridge Builders and sold a $2,000 uh, uh, brake uh, machine. And, and I knew exactly who it, who it was. You know, we showed it to the police, and the police really didn't do much about it. And so, you know, trust me, there were some ways and some things that I wanted to handle this. Uh, and, 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 you know, I had to pray about it, y'all, because I ain't always been a preacher. <laughs> and I still got friends over there. You know, and, I, you know, and I'm telling people about it, like, man, Kurt, we can handle it, man. Just say the word. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I got, I got to let it go because, you know, I, I, I preach to people on Sunday, and I got to live out exactly what it is that I preach. But let me tell you, very, very challenging. And, and unfortunately, each day that I arrive at Bridge Builders, I, I literally have to coach myself to ensure that the man who did this evil against me don't get what he got coming. Subsequently, today's passage is the very thing I'm trying to live out. As Jesus instructs his followers to ensure that those that are doing evil towards them don't get what they got coming. Uh, and as we close out Matthew 5 uh, this morning, the two things Jesus instructs his followers on is to evangelize the one who is evil and express love for your enemy. Say, oh, just counter-cultural to anything that we've been taught. <laughs> uh, 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 and so we're going to pick up today in Matthew 5, beginning in the 31st verse, and we're going to unpack that, that, that first point, evangelize the one who is evil. But before we go in, uh, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Um, God, you are good. We love you. We thank you for your mercy, for your grace, for your love, for your kindness, God. Father, we pray above all that you would speak. And God, we pray that you will anoint our ears to hear everything that it is that you would speak to us, God. And we pray that uh, uh, you, you would allow our hearts to apply everything it is that you would speak to us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Again, picking up in Matthew 5, beginning in the 31st verse, and it reads, uh, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye 
and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his word. And I know some of y'all are just saying, look, Pastor Kurt, let's just skip this part. <laughs> you know, because you know these things, like we ain't, I ain't Jesus. But, but here, uh, Jesus, Jesus continues to clarify the Jews' misinterpretation of Scripture. They have been misinterpreting uh, a scripture uh, for, for many, many years, passing it on from generation to generation. And, and not so much of what was written, but uh, uh, there was uh, uh, a lot of what they passed down through the generations in the Jewish tradition. It was verbal. It was or oral, what they called oral tradition. So before it was written, it was orally translated from generation to generation about what was said. And, 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 and so, so Jesus, he's, he's addressing the Jews' misinterpretation of, of, of Scripture and specifically concerning retribution. Uh, uh, but let's also keep in mind that the Mosaic Law was only in response to what was already happening in their historical context. Uh, so, so the law did not create the historical, the historical context. It was only responding to what was already transpiring in that context. And so while the Mosaic law did teach an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, it's true, it did teach it, but it was only meant to be administered through civic government and not through personal relationships. And so this is, and so they just took what was meant for civic government and just like, well, <laughs> this means uh, to, to, to us personal. This is what we can do in personal relationships as well. But, but Jesus is coming to kind of set this thing straight because like you don't get to personally operate a tooth for a tooth and an eye for an eye. This is the role of civic government. And, 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 and in verse 38, Jesus, he speaks to Exodus 21 saying, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And this is where we find it in Exodus 21. But, but up to this point, he has been clarifying the correct intent behind some of the Ten Commandments. I mean, throughout Matthew 5, now what we're finding is Jesus is clarifying. He, he, he continues to say, you have heard, you have heard, you have heard. And, and, and he follows up. He says, but I say, and, and this is who, who's talking. It's, 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 it's in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And so what we have that's speaking, that's clarifying is the word himself. And so the word himself is clarifying. And, and he continues that pattern by pointing to scripture that had been misinterpreted and misapplied. And, and it's really uh, 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 important that we understand the context uh, in which this language is happening because, and, uh, and oftentimes we'll take this, this whole concept and think it means that, uh, you know, if you, you take an eye, you should lose an eye. You take a tooth, you should lose a tooth. You take an arm, you should lose an arm. But we got to understand the, the way language is spoken. It does not necessarily mean it literally. For instance, if you, uh, you have your son go out there in a basketball game and you say, break a leg, 
<laughs> and, and the chances are, and people get that language a thousand years from now. It's like, well, you know, when you play basketball, you're supposed to go out there and break a leg. That's what the word says. It's right here. And, and, and so understanding the, the language at, at this point in time is very, very important. So after laying out what was said of old in verse 39, he says, do not resist the one who is evil. And ladies and gentlemen, let me say this is going to be very, very challenging because the one who is, not, we're not just talking about like just, just evil people. We're talking about people that's doing evil to you. Like when they do evil to other people, you can just like shame on them. They ought to get what they deserve. But when they do evil to you, like I, I want to cut their head off. Like, that anger, get the, get the boiling. But here's Jesus. He's, he's coming and, and he's teaching a message that goes counter to their culture. And, 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 and get this, uh, because up to this point, it was okay for them, according to the word, according to their interpretation of the word, it was okay to do evil to people that did evil to them. And here Jesus says, like, do not resist the one who is evil. In other words, he says, don't resist by responding with revenge. Don't, 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 don't respond with hatred. Don't respond with brawling. Don't respond with verbal assassination. And earlier in this passage, when he says, thou shalt not murder, he talked about like this, this, this mindset of murder in the heart. Like even though that you don't actually do it, even though you don't actually carry, carry it out, the thoughts that you have in your heart. And let me say that I had some thoughts in my heart about this guy that robbed me. I did, and I had to, I had to pray. I'm like, Lord, help me. Oh, help me, Jesus. Like, sometimes you just got to be honest with yourself. I'm like, Lord, help me because I shouldn't be thinking these thoughts even though I didn't carry it out. And, and, and we can get excited about the fact that we didn't carry it out but if it's in your heart, it's the things that's in your heart that God is trying to work on. Will we allow him to get into the heart and work on it, even though evil was done towards me, even though evil was done against me? God, am I, am I willing to forgive that individual in my heart? Difficult, difficult concept. And sometimes, even if we don't respond physically, when I, when I said, when Jesus said, do, do not resist them, like, like even verbal assassination, like sometimes we, we, we can kill people with our words. Some people just got some words that make you want to respond in some ways, boy. I'm telling you, like can verbally just slice you up, hit you up underneath the belt. And, 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 but, but he said, I, not, 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 even in, not even in those ways. I do not want you to come back at the evil the way the evil have come towards you. And let's be honest, when someone hurt, insult us, we want to return the favor, but with more venom. Y'all know, be like, man, you got the wrong one. You got the wrong one today, man. And some, some of y'all be taking your earrings off, taking your shoes off, uh-uh, you're gonna make me lay down my religion. Like, don't lay it down, y'all. Hold, hold on to Jesus, and, uh, 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 but, 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 but it, it's real. It's real in the situations that we have to deal with every single day. There'll be people in our lives that insult us, that sets out the causes harm, that misuse us, and do all, all, all of the, the evil things that you can think of. 
And yet Jesus is saying, I, that ain't, I don't want you to respond in the way that they responded to you. And, you know, there's some things like, I mean, this new generation, I, I, you know, it, it's, it, you know I, I just heard the other day in my family, I'm like, Jesus, it's like if they hit you, you pick up something and you bust them in the head. I'm like, huh? We're going to teach the kids? And, and I, I never taught my kids to, to, to respond by busting somebody upside their head. Because kids don't understand how, how to decipher that. But, but, but again, this is the culture that we live in. You don't let anybody just come up to you and hit you. Hit them back. And we'll teach that to kids. Rather than, man, go tell the teacher. Well, I couldn't find the teacher. <laughs> Teacher's nowhere to be found. Uh, uh, but, but, but here's the thing. It's just it's like the kingdom is countercultural to what our flesh wants to do. If you hit me, my flesh wants to hit you back. It's just, it's just, hey, end of story, open, shut case. That's what my flesh wants to do. But because, because I belong to the kingdom, and because Jesus said, I want you to be light. I know the world, I know how the world is going to respond. The world is going to respond by like, let's go. But, but, but Jesus said, I want you to be light in the situation. I want you to be a little bit different than the way the world would respond. And, 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 and so subsequently, Jesus is teaching a principle about accepting certain evils against oneself and the principle that he lived out. The principle that he lived out. And let, let me just say this, because I don't want anybody to get the, 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 the wrong idea. You know, I, I'm not telling anybody to stay in abusive relationships. I'm not telling anybody to just stay there and let somebody pound you upside your head. I'm not even speaking against uh, self-defense. There are some times where you have to defend yourself. Uh, I think we, we need to decipher the difference between self-defense and payback. There's a difference. And, and we, we, we'll claim self-defense. And so, so again, what I'm saying is I, nobody should sit there and just let somebody pound them to death. Like, you need to reach out to whoever it is that you need to reach out to. Um, but but what, what, what he is speaking to is like this going to be sometimes there's going to be some evil against you. People are going to lie on you. Like, and, you know, and it's terrible when somebody lies on you, when somebody distorts what's true about you and you have to live out, live out with it publicly. You know, it's, it's terrible because right now in the social media era, like if you say the wrong thing about me on social media, it's going to be a brawl at school. Like all, all of these different things because I don't like what she said. I don't like what he said. And, and you see the stuff going back and forth over, over, over social media. And, and, and sometimes a lie can be told on you through social media. And you can't go back and get it out. There's so much violence that's happening today through what was said and the things that's transpiring over social media. And again, I say... You know, it's okay for the world to do what the world is going to do, but what makes us different as children of God? What, what makes us different? And so Jesus is saying, there, there's going to be some certain evils that will be done against you. Are you okay with just accepting it? And he didn't just speak it. He, he lived it out. He lived it out all the way to the cross where they're talking about him. He's being nailed to the cross, and he's saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He's praying for the one that's driving stakes through his hands. He's praying for the one that, that puts a crown of thorns over his head. He's praying for the one that's, that's ridiculed him and said he saved others. Can he not save himself? They slapped him. They beat him. They spit upon him. But Jesus, 
He did not just ask his followers to accept certain things that come their way. He lived it out. And understand, this, this, this passage that we're reading is prior to him going to the cross. So not only did he speak it, later on in, in, in Scripture we find that he actually lived out what he preached. And this is important. I, 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 I pray to see a church that actually lives out what it preaches. What does it look like? Not for us to just come here and get a bunch of information and to go back and say, oh, that was a great sermon. No, I want you to go back and figure out how I'm going to take this word that I got today and live it out tomorrow. And so, again, we have to accept certain things. There's, you know, in my house, every day there's trash in front of my house that I didn't throw there. Every single day. And I got frustrated with this. And, and, and me and Didi, we're getting ready to move to Grafton. We're getting out of here. Like, because somebody keep throwing trash in front of my house every single day. Every single day, I got to go out there and pick up trash. And when we made the decision that we would actually stay in the neighborhood to be light into this neighborhood, one of the things that I had to accept was I got to pick up garbage every day. Every single day. If I don't want garbage in front of my house, I got to go outside and pick up somebody else's garbage. That's what I've, that's what I've accepted in order to be light into my neighborhood. And, and, and so these are just some things that we accept because we know that our reward is in the kingdom. It's not here on this earth, that we're just passing by. We're just passing by. This is not where my citizenship is at. My citizenship is in the kingdom. And, and so I'm always got the kingdom on my mind. The kingdom is always on my mind because as long as Kurt is on my mind, you might get these. But, but I got to keep the kingdom on my mind gotta keep the kingdom on my mind. And, 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 and so, consequently, I, I, I want you to understand that our will might be to eliminate evildoers in the earth. But God's will may include winning the evil for his kingdom. Have you ever considered that? How many people at that cross that helped crucify Jesus do you believe actually had the opportunity to receive him as their Lord and Savior? I remember there was one guard who said, surely this was a man of God after Jesus had said it is finished. And, and, and so we look at people and we like, man, these people are going to hell with a handbasket and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. But you gotta understand, like just because people sin differently than you don't mean you wasn't once evil. Like we, we you know, sometimes we compare sins. One is stronger than the other one. One's more powerful than the other. But the word says if you're guilty of one, that you're guilty of them all. And, and, and so think about it. At, at one point in time, Kurt the evildoer, and, and I'm sure there was many people who would have just figured it would be, the world would be a much better place if Kurt was just no longer part of the world. But Jesus was married to me. He wanted to take this evildoer and bring this evildoer into the kingdom. Now, I want you to point to yourself. Jesus wanted to take this evildoer, and he wanted to win it over for the kingdom. And so those that are doing evil against you, Jesus wants to win over for the kingdom. And Jesus says in, in, in 6 and 38, he says, For well, I have not come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. What do our lives look like when we step out each day, not according to our own will, but the will of the Father? He always understood what it was that he was to do. 
His mind was focused. I wake up each morning not to fulfill, uh, make my bank account greater, uh, not to have a great life, but, 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 but I wake up in the morning to bring God's glory. I wake up in the morning to bring God glory because God, I, I, he sacrificed his son to die for me for I, so I could have eternal life. And what's required of me is that I live my life that's pleasing to him so others will come to get to know him. So, so therefore, the second part of verse 39, he says, but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Again, very tough saying, very, very tough saying, because I just, I've never seen anyone like that, that got, got slapped and turned to the other side. Now, I remember I actually, I, I remember actually doing this. Uh, I actually got slapped and didn't respond. And it wasn't because I was a Christian. It was, it was because it, it just so happened to be my, my coach when I was, uh, and I was a grown man, and he was a grown man, but he was my coach when I was 14 years old. And, you know, my team was playing a, 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 a team that he was, that, that he was coaching, and, uh, man, we got into an argument, and he, he hauled off and slapped me. And everybody's like, Kurt, let's get him. <laughs> but I, I couldn't. He was, he, was, he was my coach when I was a kid. And I just had such a level of respect that I, ju- I just couldn't fight my elder. I, I couldn't put a hand on him. And, and, and so I understand that when Jesus is, is, is speaking this, he's not speaking as one who did not do it himself because they put their hands on Jesus. He never once defended himself. They slapped him. They beat him. And, and, and he, he never put a hand on him. So what am I saying? Am I saying that you should let somebody physically slap you? I don't think that that's, this is what this passage is talking about, a physical slap. I think it's talking about like a, 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 a slap to your character or, or a slap to, to, to your principles, a slap to your theology, a slap to, as an, all of those different things. It's like, I don't have to defend myself when I represent Jesus. And it's interesting that, that Jesus, he had to withstand all of the evil that came his way because he had something in mind. His mind was he had to defeat the grave. And here's the thing where we, we mess up because he, was, he couldn't be glorified until he defeated the grave. He couldn't go to the grave unless he had people to do what they did to him. So how many of us would be willing to allow people to assassinate your character? Now, I know that stuff. I'm not, I'm not telling you to go find somebody to assassinate your character. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there'll be some things that happen against you. But there's a way that you can respond that says Jesus. Whatever the way that is that you respond, that's between you and Jesus. I'm just calling it out. Can you respond in a way that Jesus would respond when wrong comes towards you. So, in other words, uh, the, 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 therefore, the, 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 uh, in other, God is saying, essentially, I got you. I just need you to be the light of the world. I need you to be salt of the earth. And this is what he said earlier on in chapter, uh, chapter 5. And, and, and Paul, he also speaks to the teaching of Jesus, uh, going back to Romans 12, 18 and 19. Look at what he says. He says, if possible... So far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but 
Leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Uh, again, Paul is just confirming some of the things that, that Jesus taught. And he says, vengeance, it belongs to the Lord. And so I just believe, and I'm not sitting around waiting for the downfall of my enemy. I just believe that, that God can do a better job of protecting me, that God can do a better job of, of seeking vengeance than, than I can. And, and, at, and at the end of the day, if, if God ends up saving my enemy, that's a win. We can't, we can't be like Jonah and get mad because the city repented. Jonah was mad. <laughs> He's like, man, you sent me over there to destroy these wicked people. And, 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 and they, they repented. So, so can we have some joy when people who have done evil against us repent and find Jesus? That Jesus don't got to destroy him. And so while God avenges wrong towards you, he's also trying to reach the evil through you, which is why he, which is why he says in verse 40, he says, anyone would, use, would sue you and take your tunic, let them have your cloak as well. And, and, and so again, he, he's going in. And Jesus is not asking us to ignore the evil against us because he wants us to hurt. It's because of his lost sheep. Let me say this. In John 10 and 16, he says, other sheep I have that are not of them, this fold. Them too I must call. And, and, and now y'all thinking like, man, ain't nowhere in the world that, that evil joker is, is a part of the sheep. But like, we wasn't considered sheep either. Uh, but, but God, it's, it's a beautiful thing that God sees in us what man doesn't. And, and, he, and he, his love is chasing us uh, at, at all times. And, and in verse 41, he says, if anyone forces you to go, go a mile, he says, go with him two miles. And in verse 42, it's another tough one. It's another, it's a, it's a, it's a really tough one. He says, give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who wants to borrow from you. Oh, this is tough. It's so tough, I ain't going to even try to unpack it today. I'm going to tell y'all to... <laughs> Go home, read that, and see what that means. <laughs> uh, but, 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 it, but, but, but it is. It says something because, I mean, Milwaukee is littered with uh, people who, who, who beg. I mean, if I have it on me, I normally give it. Um, I, probably the tougher part is, like, give to those who want to borrow from you. I got a whole bunch of folks that don't like to pay back. And so I, you know... I gotta, you got to figure it out. You got to figure out what works for you. So I, I you know, I, I'll just sometimes, if I borrow it, I borrow what I don't expect to get back. Like, I don't even expect to get back because that's going to mess up our relationship. I don't tell them, but I just be saying to myself, you can just have it. <laughs> and, and so this, this, this concept, instead of destroying the evil, we have an opportunity to evangelize the evil. And so here's the thing that I'm going to commit to this week. Danny the dope fiend robbed me, stole all of my money, stole my money, took all the aluminum siding off my house and broke into two of my houses. Like, I'm going to do something kind for him this week. I'm going to go do something kind. Because as, as I was reading this passage, I'm like, man, I'm challenged. Now, I'm challenged because Lord knows I'm thinking evil towards Danny the dog. <laughs> like, I'm imagining putting a pistol in his mouth. I, I'm like, Lord, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. I'm like, I, Jesus, help me. I'm going to do something kind for him, so I want y'all to hold me accountable. Ask me about it next week. 
the, 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 second, the second point Jesus makes is express love for your enemy. Picking up in, in verse 43 of Matthew 5, look at what it says. He says, you have heard that it was said, you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say that you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Again, may the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his word. Again, some, some tough stuff. And I know some of y'all are saying, let's skip this part too. Uh, 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 but, but, you know, here's that word. Like, we got to open ourselves up to it. And this is where, 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 where we got to allow God to come in and do some surgery to our hearts because it's okay to say, man, my flesh is just making this really difficult for me. Like, my flesh does, just don't want to. Mm-mm, no, no, my flesh. I remember when I was, when I was little, I, you know, I used to, I used to pout. And, and I still, you know, my dad, he, he, he laugh about it today because he, he would say that, I, I used to say, I mean, at five, six years old, like, I got to be mad a long time. Like, when something happened to me or, or bad, I'm like, I, I, I don't want to smile. I got to be mad a long time until my flesh feels like it's been satisfied. Uh, 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 and, and sometimes, even as adults, we get to this way, we get this way because if people have done something like, I ain't fooling with them no more. I love them, but I ain't fooling with them. And y'all know what I got to say about that. Like, that ain't love. Because if Jesus said, I love you, but I ain't fooling with you, like, man, we, <laughs> we kind of messed up. That kind of messed up. And so, so here Jesus continues, he clarifying uh, scripture that the Jews had, that misinterpreted and they misimply. Jesus is referring to Leviticus 19 when he says, you have heard that it was said, you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. However, this was not simply a passage that was misinterpreted, but a passage that was misquoted. Because there is nowhere in the Old Testament where it says, it's okay to love your neighbor and hate your enemy. You know, this is, you know, <laughs> I want you to really understand. That's why I say it's so important to know the word for yourself. Because people will begin to start saying things and you start repeating it and, 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 and it sounds like scripture. And specifically if you heard it among church people. And then people just keep repeating it. I mean, they took a theological leap. The theological leap that they took was if you love your neighbor, it means it's okay to hate your enemy. That was a theological leap, but it was nowhere where it was written. Interestingly, this may also explain why Jesus says, you have heard versus him saying it is written. He never said it was written. He said this, in spite of what you heard, I want you to understand, in spite of what you heard, because sometimes you hear a whole bunch of stuff. And my friends, they, I used to frustrate my friends because they would all agree to something and I would disagree. I, 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 like everybody in the room is in agreement because if all of y'all believe it, it must be wrong. I, 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 just, I just never could buy into what everybody else was doing and what everybody else was saying. It scared me. It just scared me. 
Uh, even, even before I came to Jesus, it always scared me. Uh, 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 but, and and so, so Jesus, he never said it was written. Oftentimes, what is heard versus what is written is much different. And let me tell you, uh, I, you know, I, I, I grew up in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a religious context where I often heard the spirit don't dwell in the unclean temple. And we would have revivals and, 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 and tarrying service, what they call tarrying service. Everybody would come up to the altar and, 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 and pray to God that he would come and save them. And people would be up on the altar for, for hours and hours and I'd be crying and crying and begging Jesus to come save me. I wanted to be saved. And it didn't seem like he was coming into me. And what I heard was, you should probably go clean yourself up because the spirit don't dwell in an unclean temple. And so I grew up believing this. I grew up believing this. The spirit don't dwell in an unclean temple. And I'm like, okay, I got to clean myself up. And then I had questions because I didn't understand. I'm like, if I could clean myself up, then why do I, why do I need him? I need him to clean me up. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like, I can't. Like, I want to, but I can't. Like, man, I can't. And, and, and I went for years believing that the Spirit wouldn't dwell in this unclean temple. Only to learn, when, it was probably about the time when the internet came out. When the internet came out, I, I tossed my Bible and I started reading my Bible over the internet. And then what was more beautiful is I could do word searches in the Bible. And I would just type up, and I'm like, well, let me go find that scripture where it says there's no, uh, the spirit don't dwell in an unclean temple. And to my surprise, it was nowhere. I'm like, well, it must be in the Old Testament. I'm, I must be looking at the, at, at the wrong translation. And, and I kept looking, I kept looking, and it was nowhere in there. Yet, for generation after generation, it was orally transpired to other people that went on and went on. And, and, I, and I remember telling people like, man, it ain't in the scripture. Oh yeah, it is. I said, well, when you find it, let me know. Okay, when I find it, I'm gonna show you. And I'm still waiting on him to call me. <laughs> Years ago. And, and so this is what Jesus is doing. Jesus is like, I understand that what you heard, but I'm the word. <laughs> and the word says that that's, that's, not how I, that's not how I go. You don't get to hate your enemy. He said, so, so, so you heard that it was okay to hate your enemy, but I say the word, the creator of the earth, the creator of your soul, I say something different. I'm telling you, I want you to love your enemy, the very one who you consider as an enemy because just loving your neighbor ain't enough because we think a neighbor is a person who looks like us, who lives by us, who votes like us, who acts like us. We never considered a neighbor being the guy on the other side of the aisle. So Jesus, just to get things straight, Jesus like, no, I don't want you to just love your neighbor because I understand who you are. You flesh. And you're going to start defining who a neighbor is. So let's not just leave it to a neighbor. Let, let's go with who you define as the enemy. That's the person I want you to love. And he said, and here's the thing, it's like, I don't get to just like love them and not fool with them and all this stuff. Like I love them, but I don't like them, but you got to love them like you like them. Like love them. And, and, and so, so, so here's the thing. In this case, Jesus, he felt a need to clarify what they heard, what was true. In verse 44, he says, but I say 
to you. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That changes the whole dynamic. What do you mean pray for those who persecute me? Pray for those who persecute? That don't make no, yeah, that don't make no common sense. It don't make no common sense, but we ain't common. We kingdom. And see, until we understand who we are, common is going to seem much better to us. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he's so spiritual. He ain't got no common sense. Like, no, no, because common is sinful. Common is evil. Common is wicked. Kingdom. Kingdom goes against what's common. And so when you find a whole bunch of common people willing to agree with these common ideas, understand that the kingdom is something different. And, 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 and so, so Jesus said, I want you to pray for those who persecute you. And, and let me say that some people thought this was blasphemy. They thought it was blasphemy because here comes Jesus. He's coming and he's teaching them something other than what they heard in the word. I want you to understand this. For generation after generation, essentially what Jesus is saying is that your mama and your daddy was wrong. What Jesus is saying is like your righteous grandmama was wrong. What Jesus is saying to them is like your forefathers, your great-grandfather who, who got you started in this was wrong. Your great-great-great-grandfather was wrong. And so I want you to understand how they're looking at Jesus. Like, wait a minute. He's saying that my, my, my folks was wrong? What do you mean? This is, this is blasphemy. Like the word says that I can, and this is what they believe. The word said you can hate your enemy. That's what the oral tradition had passed down year after year after year after year, generation after generation. And so here comes Jesus teaching something that's counter to their entire culture. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. We can look back in hindsight and say, what were they thinking? Why couldn't they see Jesus? And 2,000 years later, I can say the same thing about us. Why can't we see Jesus? Well, I, I, because the same, the same context, the same struggle that it was then, it's a struggle now because I've heard so many Christians will take this passage and say, but. And there is no but in, the, in this passage. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you got to, yeah, I know, but I ain't Jesus. You know, we ain't always, ain't none of us perfect. None of us perfect, but guess what? Jesus said something about that too. Uh, look, look what it says. It says, uh, <laughs> Jesus comes along and, and he says, man, you, you, I want you to be perfect as, as your Father in heaven is perfect. I want you to love who you, who you hate, and I want you to pray for your persecutor. Simultaneously, Jesus, he provided the reason why they needed to renew their minds toward their enemies. In verse 45, he says, the reason why I want you to do this is so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. And the second part of verse 45, he says, For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. He goes on. This teaching would, would have definitely been a shock to their system. So he explains in verse 46, he says, For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? He says, do not even the tax collectors, these are hated, what, what, we, what they considered as evil people. He says, do not even the tax collectors do the same? 
And, 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 and again, he goes on in verse 47, he says, and if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. And he ends verse 48. Remember how y'all say, ain't nobody perfect, ain't nobody perfect. Well, look what Jesus says. He said that you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And let me explain this because this goes completely against our common sense idea, knowing that none of us is, is perfect, that we all have sin. The greatest command is love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. John 3 and 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So when he says, I want you to be perfect, he wants you to be perfect in love. I want you to understand that. This is much different than, than, than being a perfect person, but perfect in love as he was perfect in love. He was so perfect in love that even in the midst of all of our foolishness, even in the midst when we couldn't seem to get ourselves right, we couldn't seem to get ourselves together, that he would come off of his throne and that he would sacrifice his life because he loved us. So ladies and gentlemen, I ask you that you don't just let me go take the challenge this week, that you take the challenge with me. I want you to begin to think about that person that you might be estranged from or that person you might have some conflict with. Would you be willing to allow the love of Jesus to flow through you to be able to impact somebody who just may not have experienced the true love of Jesus. If you're here today and you've not taken that step to receive him as your Lord and Savior, it's simple. In Romans 10 and 9, he says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, he says, you shall be saved. Today you can have salvation and love can begin to renew your life in ways that you may not have imagined. And there'll be someone on a prayer team here today to be able to help you and walk you through that process. Let us pray. God, you are good. We love you. We thank you for your mercy, for your grace, your love, your kindness. God, there's none above you in all the earth, God. Father, we pray right now, God, that you would search our hearts. If there's anything that's not like you, God, that you would eliminate it, God, that you would do surgery on us, God, that you would give us a, a willingness to submit to your way, to your will, God. Uh, Father, we pray for our enemies. We pray for those who persecute us, God. Father, that you would touch their lives, God, in the same way that you've touched ours. We give you honor. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.